Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 15. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today we're talking about coping with a chronic illness. So normally I have like a clear, concise plan of what I'm talking about for the day, the direction of the episode. Um, And today I don't really have that. I'm mostly going to be kind of speaking from the heart and talking about like my experience coping with a chronic illness. And, um, you know, if anyone listening is also experiencing dealing with a chronic illness um, you probably can relate to this and it's just supposed to make you feel heard and validated that you know you're not alone other people deal with chronic illnesses and it does feel very isolating but you're not alone so when I talk about chronic illnesses it encompasses a lot of different things not just Lyme's disease it includes things like fibromyalgia multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, hypothyroidism, and Hashimoto's thyroiditis, diabetes, type 1, type 2 diabetes, adrenal fatigue, shingles virus, depression, lupus, anxiety, all of these things that they're chronic. They're always there. Um, You know, you have good days, you have bad days, um, and they just, the symptoms are there in one way or another they don't go away i mean that's a chronic illness also you could classify um, gut imbalance ibs SIBO, uh, crohn's disease all of those are chronic illnesses as well so i mean it's this huge umbrella of things i mean there's probably more that i mentioned but those are a good amount of them and when you get diagnosed with a chronic illness or even before you're diagnosed and you're experiencing so many symptoms and it feels like, you know, you can't even remember the last time that you felt healthy and strong. And then you start thinking that maybe it's in your head because you don't have a diagnosis and, you know, no one seems to know what's wrong with you. You go to different doctors and specialists and no one can can figure it out. And it does. It makes you feel like, am I crazy? But you know you're not making this up because you know you don't feel like yourself. And I was questioned that with my Lyme's disease symptoms. I hadn't, I didn't have a diagnosis yet. And I got, my mom asked me, you know, are you, are you just stressed? Is it, maybe it's just stress. You're so stressed. Maybe, you know, you have this rash and that's why you're feeling the way you do. And if you know someone in your life who is dealing with chronic symptoms of something and they don't know what it is, Do not ask them if it's stress. I think that's the worst question that you can ask someone with a chronic illness. Like, you know, maybe it's stress. Maybe you just need to calm down. Because yes, stress can do some crazy things to the body. But when it's something so chronic that's been going on for months, a year, two years, whatever, it's something deeper than just stress. And stress doesn't help it, no, but that's not the cause. And so I think be mindful if if you... You know, if you know someone who's really struggling, don't ask them if they're stressed. Find a different way to support them and make them feel seen and that, you know, the way they feel about their symptoms are valid. 
And another thing that people with chronic illnesses get accused of sometimes is that they're they're crying for attention. They want attention. So they're just making this up for attention. And trust me, from having experienced chronic illness symptoms, still experiencing symptoms, I would not want to make this up for attention. Like I, I couldn't even make this up if I wanted to. Some of the stuff that I have felt and experienced I wouldn't have known that these symptoms were a thing until having gone through it. So I'm sure that, you know, or I can assure you that people with chronic illnesses are not making this up for attention. They're not. So don't accuse them of that either, because that's just going to hurt their feelings. And again, make them feel like they're not being heard. So if you're a person dealing with a chronic illness and it feels like no matter what you do, you don't seem to get better you feel like you're changing your diet, it doesn't seem to help, I don't know, any number of things, because I've been there, Um, you know, I felt like no matter what I ate, I didn't feel good. Um, Also, a lot of this was before I had all this nutrition knowledge, it was before my master's program, so I thought I was eating the right things and I wasn't. And that could be it, you could be thinking you're eating the right things, but maybe there's something that you're eating that you shouldn't be eating, and there's foods that you need to be eating more of. Um, And if that's the case, you know, listen to some of my episodes and you can, even if I don't cover an illness that you have, you might be able to pull some things from other episodes because I do reference um, other illnesses in some episodes. Um, And sometimes it feels like you're never going to get an answer. Um, And it does. It feels, it feels very hopeless. And I've been there and it's, It's tough and it's really hard to explain to friends, to family, how it feels um, when all you want to just do is cry because you don't know what to do anymore. And I got to that point where it was like, I don't even want to keep going to doctor's appointments or trying to find a doctor who knows what to test me for. It was just like, I'll just live like this for the rest of my life. Like, I didn't really know what to do anymore. Um, But thankfully that I kept pushing and eventually figured out what I should maybe get tested for and it led to the correct diagnosis um and I and it's important to know that you will eventually get an answer um and you just got to keep pushing uh and I've said it in many episodes we know our bodies better than any doctor any nutritionist any any medical health professional We know our bodies better because we wake up in our bodies every day. We know what's normal to us. We know what's not normal. And so if we're not feeling normal, that's a totally valid thing to go to your doctor and say, hey, I'm I'm not feeling good and I know my lab work looks like I'm healthy, but something's wrong. Um, and, And yeah, you just have to keep finding, looking for that missing puzzle piece that is like, oh, that's why I'm not feeling good. And to switch gears a little bit now, like if you have a chronic illness, especially one that's deeply tied to nutrition, which nine times out of 10, they're all tied to nutrition. Um, Dietary choices can either make your illness worse or make you heal and get better. And once you realize the foods that make you feel better and the foods that make you feel sick, it becomes difficult to then eat those foods that you know that are gonna make you feel worse. So once you've done all this work to make yourself feel better and you know the foods that you should eat um, and when you start feeling well enough to go out and hang out with friends and, you know, see family, um, it's hard to stick to some of those 
dietary habits that you've put in place to make yourself feel better. And it can feel like maybe you should compromise those habits because you're in an environment like at a restaurant or something that doesn't have something that you can eat. And so you're like, well, I guess I'll just get this off the menu. But you know in the back of your head that it's going to make you feel worse. It's going to feed your illness. And so sometimes, and I feel this way, it's like, why why have anything at all if I know I'm just going to feel bad after? Especially when you know how good you feel eating the foods that you know benefit you. And so this is another area in which having a chronic illness can still feel isolating even after you're feeling better because, okay, you're feeling better now and you want to go out to dinner with your family or with friends and there's nothing you can have on the menu. And it's hard. And I have to actively find out where I'm going to eat with friends or family. I have to look at the menu to see if there's something that I could have. And then even then, like you don't know all the stuff that's going into a dish. Is a restaurant using canola oil? I've, I've mentioned that in an episode. A lot of times they don't use olive oil. They use canola oil, which is very unhealthy, especially if you have a chronic illness. It really feeds that bad stuff in our bodies. And so it's so many questions. And then it's like, I don't want to be um, a nuisance and ask the waiter or waitress a million questions about what's in the food. And sometimes they don't even know. Um, so then it's like at that point, it's easier for me not to get anything. But then it's like, I don't want to be hungry. So I definitely have gotten to this habit where if there's if I know there's nothing I can have at a restaurant, I will make myself something and take it with me. Um, you could also eat before, but what I like about making something and bringing it with me is I still get to eat with my friends or family. I still get to enjoy a meal with them. So I don't feel like I'm just sitting there not eating, watching them eat. And this is a great way if you know that foods are just going to make you feel terrible and feel worse and that you're going to have to pay for it after the meal, why put yourself through that? So you totally can bring your own food to a restaurant. Um, You know, everyone has some sort of dietary restrictions and it's really hard for restaurants to cater to all the dietary restrictions out there. So it's totally fine to bring your food with you. It may feel really weird because that's not a normal thing that most people do because I know I have felt weird for it. My brother has made me feel very weird and tried to make me feel bad about it. But I'm like, you're not going to make me feel bad about it because I know how badly I feel when I'm eating foods that just don't agree with my Lyme's disease. And I know how good I feel when I stick to the foods that do help. And I just, I don't want to feel badly. So you, you know, I was like, you can try to make me feel bad, but you're not. And so again, just remember that your health is important and you can still go out and have fun, but you just might have to do an extra step of bringing food with you just to make yourself continue to heal and feel better and not feel more sick. And it's easy for people to assume that because you have to bring your own food or you can't eat all the foods that they have, that somehow you miss the foods that they're eating or that you know you're unhappy with your food choices and really it's not that I'm unhappy with my food choices and maybe someone listening who has a chronic illness is like yes I am unhappy with my food choices I miss the foods that I used to have But for me, I don't miss them because I know what I felt like eating them. And I feel good now that it doesn't make me miss those foods. I have found joy in the foods that I can have because now my health is in a place where I want it to be. 
And so I think that's a reminder if you have a chronic illness and you miss foods you used to eat, think about how good you feel now and just appreciate that and find joy in that. Um, And again, if someone hasn't had a chronic illness, they don't understand what that feeling is. So they somehow think that you are unhappy with the foods that you can have. But again, it's hard for them to relate. And so you're not necessarily unhappy. And so I have to remind family and friends sometimes about that, that I am totally happy with the foods that I can have because I feel good and I don't feel the way I did when I was really sick with my Lyme's disease. Um, And that is a motivator for me not to stray from the foods that make me feel good because I know how bad I felt. So all of this is basically just to say that there is a huge emotional component that comes with having a chronic illness, whether it's you know, not knowing what you have, trying to find out what makes your illness, you know, get better. Um, And then even after having kind of overcome the illness, the things that you have to continue to do to stay healthy can even still have an emotional component when people are asking questions or, you know, making you feel bad about it in some way. Um, And so because there is such a huge emotional component to that, um, I want to talk about some emotional healing tools that you can use when you do feel really overwhelmed and stressed about all your symptoms or a lack of a diagnosis or your dietary restrictions, Um, because that can help calm you down and ground you and bring some clarity back as to, you know, why you're eating the way you're eating. Um, give you some hope to that you will get a diagnosis and that you know all of these symptoms aren't in your head so whether your body is in a state of healing or you are stressed from not knowing what's wrong with you um, it's helpful to find something that grounds you so the best form of that is meditation and meditation comes in many forms it's not necessarily just sitting cross-legged on the floor in silence there's there's many forms because personally that type of meditation does not work for me I have tried and tried and I just can't do it It doesn't fit with me Um, so meditation can be any activity that you find relaxing any activity that reaffirms your sense of self and helps you recharge those have meditative qualities just like sitting on the floor cross-legged in silence So activities that have meditative qualities can include bike rides, swimming, especially swimming in living water, and living water includes oceans or lakes, Uh, exercising in fun ways like dancing or jumping on a trampoline, which jumping on a trampoline is also like very cleansing. Um, So that's a cool thing to do, like meditative and cleansing at the same time. Listening to music is meditative, reading, praying, getting extra rest, caring for a pet, learning a new skill with new people, spending time with loved ones, getting a massage, or taking a bath with Epsom salt and essential oils. All of these have grounding qualities, they calm you down, and they're like meditation. And here are some ideas for other meditation exercises that may seem super simple, but they have the ability to cleanse negative energy and emotions, and they help with all the emotions around coping with a chronic illness. 
So watching waves on a beach, just sitting there and watching the waves crash. Um, Sitting in an area surrounded by trees. Bird watching. Bee watching. Collecting stones while you're on a walk. Sunbathing, but be sure not to get sunburned. Picking fruit. Watching your garden grow. And I don't mean literally just sitting there and staring at it, watching it grow. I mean like tending to your garden. So every day going out there and you can see the the growth in the plants over a period of time. Getting creative with art. Something else you can do that's pretty simple is watch at least three sunsets a week. And another thing you can do is gaze at the stars for just three minutes at night. And these are all other ways to help ground you and calm you down and these do reduce any stress levels that you are having and they're all forms of meditation if you know sitting down with your eyes closed in silence doesn't work for you either Um, so these things have the same positive benefits that traditional meditating has hopefully you find some of those tools helpful and if you haven't tried any out hopefully now you're inspired to try them out um, especially if you're dealing with a chronic illness and hopefully it can bring you some some hope some sense of calm which is really hard to find when you're not feeling well if you are struggling with a chronic illness or chronic symptoms that you don't know what they could mean and you feel you need some support with you know dietary tools emotional tools or just an ear to listen to your symptoms and maybe guide you in the right direction to find out what's going on um, that's that's what i'm here for and so you can send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com and i would love to work with you one-on-one especially as someone who struggles with a chronic illness, I totally get what you're going through. So thanks for listening to today's episode, especially since it was a little different than most of the other episodes that I've done. And stay tuned for next week's episode as I talk about all the healing benefits that celery juice has and how to properly juice the celery and all the ways to do it right so that you get the most healing benefits from it.